my name is Andrew. I'm the youth director uh, here at Bemis Point Methodist Church. Um, and I have the privilege of speaking this morning, um, of bringing you God's word and hopefully God speaking through me. Good luck, fellas. So sketchy. Mm-hmm. Stairs. My computer's on there. That's a good thing to leave on there. Um, so a couple things. Uh, just move it up a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Keep it going. It's perfect right there. Yep. Thanks, pal. Uh, so a couple things. Like I mentioned before, we have those amazing Christmas boxes that we're hopefully going to bless about 50 different kids uh, who live at this home. And so kind of the, the ministry is this. In Mexico... Um, Gary and Terry Mathewson, uh, they lived in New Mexico and then also lived in Mexico and help. Uh, they're partnered with another ministry in Mexico, and um, they have kids come to this uh, home, basically. It's a large children's home to where uh, families, they can't really afford, a lot of times it's the single mothers, they can't really afford to have their kids through the week, they can't afford to bring them to school, can't afford to feed them. And so the kids come to this place, uh, which is fully staffed. And they get there on Sunday nights, and then they leave uh, Saturday morning to go spend a night with their family, with their parents, wherever they're staying. Or if that's not really an opportunity, they just stay there. Um, and, and so what this ministry is, is they love on the kids. They'll feed them. Um, they actually just got approved to have a school that they're going to build right next to the children's home, which is so amazing. It's going to be a Christian school um, for all the villages to be able to come to, and obviously the kids who are living there as well. Um, but they teach these kids so many things. Um, they have a huge music program, which is amazing, of teaching the kids how to play drums and guitar and sing and do worship and lead worship. Um, they have different Christian classes that the kids will take and tutoring, and it's just, it's a wonderful ministry. And so I'm so happy that we get to continue, other than just a one time a year, go down, say, hey, we're here, I love you guys, and then leave. We're able to go and continue this relationship with them. And so if you'd like, you can come find me. I'm going to be out there and to the right. You can pick up a box that's already made. Um, if you're the lucky first 12, uh, if not, then the box isn't made, but you just put it together. Um, and you're going to get a, uh, a child's name. So out there on a list is the child's name, and it gives the gender and the age. And so then you're going to pick up a list. We have a list of things that you can get. Um, you're going to pick up that list that is uh, obviously following the gender and age. So there's like 4 through 9, 10 through 18, um, boy or girl. So if you'd like to do that, you're going to fill the box with all those things. Um, try not to have it too overflowing because we do have to ship it down. And then make sure you keep that name Pop the name in the box and a check for $15 for the shipping because it's a lot to ship all of these things. So if you could do all those things, uh, that would be wonderful. So you can see me outside uh, after the service. Tom, I'm going to invite you to come up and pray over me as I need some, some prayer before uh, I do the sermon. Man, he's tall. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> um, not you, Steve. Oh, Steve. Oh, yeah, okay. No, you weren't talking about me. That's cool. Hey, um, <laughs> yeah, well, you're tall, too. I mean, yeah, sure, me. sure, sure. Right, right, right. Listen, uh, before I pray, I want to thank everybody here, though, um, for, the, for the prayers this week for myself and for my family. And um, I'm thankful for Andrew, and uh, he has been a blessing since he was in high school. I, I hear when he was younger, not so much. But in high school, he was a blessing when I knew him, um, a terror when he was younger. 
But, uh, you know, I've been here since 2012, and this church, you guys have just loved on me well, and you've loved on my family well. And uh, this last week, your prayers, we felt your prayers. I mean, so many people um, offering to um, just bring us stuff and that we needed, things like that. Um, so thank you as a church. And also thank you. Uh, last week, I wasn't able to be here for the, the cards that you guys all filled out. Um, but again, I'm just so thankful for you guys. And I know those pastor appreciation cards, they mean a lot hearing those words from you. Uh, but you need to know that I appreciate you. Um, this church is amazing. And from the first time I walked in these doors, I sensed the presence of God here. And I sensed the presence of God through the love of each one of you who are here because you just love on people well. So thank you. But uh, Andrew uh, was a blessing to me to offer to preach this week because we weren't sure I'd make it. And I know he's been looking for opportunities. Well, we knew I'd survive. I was pretty okay. confident <laughs> I was going to survive. <laughs> but... Uh, I know Andrew's been looking for opportunities to use his gift, and he is very gifted, and it's been incredible watching him grow in his gift and, and just what God is doing. So uh, let's, uh, as I'm praying, would you hold your hand out? Would you pray over Andrew with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for Andrew. I thank you for the, the ministry that you have given him, the gifts that you have given him, that he so freely uses, Lord, for your glory. Father, I pray that you would pour your spirit out on him this morning, that he would sense your presence, that he would have a peace and a calm, that he'd be able to just think through everything he's saying, and he would just be able to share the word that you have given him, Father, without any nerves, without any anxiety, but only in faith, Father. And I pray for each of one of us who are going to be blessed by getting to hear him today, that you would give us ears to hear the message he's bringing to us and a heart to receive that message. That each one of us will be touched and changed by the words you're speaking through him. And that each one of us today will look a little more like your son, Jesus. Right. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for Andrew. Thank you for all you're about to do. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tom. So, I hope everyone had a, uh, a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know I did, able to spend it with uh, family on both sides. Very blessed that uh, my, both my parents and Kaylee's parents are here. Um, so, you're able to see both of them in the holidays. Um, so, I hope you had a great uh, Thanksgiving with your family or maybe your church family here. I know Thursday we had a wonderful dinner, um, just inviting anyone who'd like to come. Um, and so, I'm sure that it was... Very delicious. Um, I'm also uh, so thankful. Last week we did the, the um, Thanksgiving giveaway. And man, what an amazing, amazing ministry of being able to love on over like 6,000 people in our community of uh, six different sites in Jamestown of giving away turkey dinners and then three different sites throughout the rest of the, the county. Um, Tom and I had the uh, blessing of being at the Maple Grove site this year um, and being able just to, to, to stop and talk to people, to stop and to be able to actually love on people. Um, Cameron, who's uh, Cameron Leinhart, he's the pastor at Conduit, did uh, a little kind of meeting with all the site leaders prior, and he said, efficiency is not the goal today. Efficiency is not the goal. We don't want to just get people in there, get a meal, and get out, right? We want to stop, 
and we want to talk to people. We want to pray with people. We want to love people. I really feel like uh, Jesus is doing um, some amazing things, amazing things within uh, the community and over 300 volunteers. That is amazing. Um, So awesome to be able to do ministry with each other, and that's what it's it's all about. Um, So like I said, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Um, Hope you ate lots and lots of food, extremely full, right? Hopefully you didn't have any uh, too many weird uncles at the Thanksgiving dinner or too many controversial political conversations. Uh, I think I came to the realization that I'm the weird uncle uh, now, which isn't, that doesn't sit great. I mean, I got Todd, super normal. Ben, very normal. It's me. <laughs> oh, uh, which is lovely. Just lovely. But as, um, as we're going through the Thanksgiving sort of season, and I love Thanksgiving. I'm not the kind of guy to skip over it and go straight to Christmas, right? Love Thanksgiving, my favorite meal of the year. I um, mean, each year I try to really say like, all right, in the beginning of the week, I'm just going to spend all my prayer time, all my prayer life of thanking God for what he's given me. All my prayer life. And I feel like I, I, I did this message last week, um, and then I talked to Pastor Joe, and he's like, yeah, we're going to do a message on giving thanks. I was like, oh, this is perfect. I just did one Wednesday. But I feel like, and I realized going through this, that so often we overlook giving thanks or gratitude or being thankful in our faith. That for me, at least, I don't know about you, that was once a year that I would say, all right, I need to really truly focus on this in my faith. And uh, we, we sometimes, we, I feel like we focus on so many other things, obviously, which is all wonderful things. I mean, for me, I just focus on like, okay, how, how often am I praying? Like, what's my prayer life with God? What am I praying about? Maybe we focus a lot on like kind of the sins that we're struggling with or the things that we should be doing in life that we shouldn't be doing. We talk a lot in ministry or in, in sermons and stuff about watching your mouth and how you talk to people, talking a lot about how you love people. All of these different aspects, maybe reading your Bible, what is the Bible? will say about this, that, yada, yada, yada. But we don't focus often, at least for me, on being thankful as a key pillar of our faith, of every single day waking up, being thankful for what God's going to do, going to sleep, being thankful for what God has already done, right? About 150, 70, or 157 times the Bible talked about gratitude, or the Bible talks about gratitude. And about 72 times, it talks about thanksgiving or being thankful. That's a lot of different times of something that we often forget and we often don't do in our faith. That we often don't do until we're out of a valley. That we often don't do until God's doing good things, good things in our life, right? That we often don't do until we feel good about where we are in our faith, where we are that Jesus is moving, or just where we are in general. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. I'm going to read that part again. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Colossians 2, 6-7. So then, just as you received Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him strengthened in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. 
Philippians 4, 7, or 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. I like that he says that twice. We don't always focus on, on joy. Rejoice always in the Lord. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. All of these things, all of these verses, and there's so many, Paul talks so much about being thankful, being thankful in all circumstances, it said. I'm pretty sure Paul wrote that from being in jail, or wrote it as he's having to travel from town to town, and it's hard travel. It's not, he's just picking up an Uber or a little train or something, he's probably walking. In all circumstances, giving thanks or the next one, overflowing with thankfulness. Is your, is your faith identified as being thankful? Are, are you overflowing with your thankfulness so much in your life that people are like, man, that person has so much joy. That person is so thankful no matter in what situation they have. Or the next one, paired with, with continuing to pray, both of these, a, a kind of a core piece of your faith of as you pray and you're, you're giving your requests to God, are you thankful because he's already moving in those requests? He's already taken care of, of those requests. And all of these verses, thankfulness is kind of describing our general, like how we should be in Christ, right? And thankfulness is a piece of that. A core pillar of who we should be in our faith. A core pillar of how our faith should look to others. But we don't always do that. It's interesting, our society loves the opposite. We love complaining. We love complaining so, so much. I love complaining because it is awesome. It feels wonderful at first, right? You go home, and the first thing you go home, and you, you put your bags down or whatever, you're like, oh, work, Blech. right? Or, oh, Becky at work or whoever, I don't know. I just, oh, they make me so angry. Or maybe like your, your kids or, or your spouse, or you go to, you hang out with your friends, and like, well, my wife does this, or my husband does this, and doesn't pick up this. Yeah, they don't. I don't. But we, we, we complain so much, and we come home and we complain. We'll go to work, we'll complain about the bills or the weather. We turn on the news, they're just basically professional complainers about, oh, the Democrats did this, or the... Uh, other people did this. I forgot what other... Uh, Republicans, there we are. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, right? We, we turn on the news and everyone's just complaining all the time. All the time. I need, a, I need a couple of volunteers. Frank and Dan, you already came up. Come on up, fellas. I need a couple of volunteers. Come on up. Round of applause for Frank and Dan. So, I have... That was something. I have a couple blenders up here. All right, fellas, I need both you guys. Yep, old boy is right. Come right over here, just stand right here. And you're just going to stand there and look pretty for a sec. A little more pretty. Perfect, okay, just keep that prettiness. Yep, that's perfect. And then I need this bag. Oh, that is broken. You know what I kind of hate? 
is putting my groceries and a crazy amount of groceries, I think it every time. I put them all in a, pla- or a paper bag thinking like, this is going to hold. It never does. And so we come home, right, maybe from a long day of work. Which blender am I using? This one. And you're stressed out. Does this fit? Yes. Yes. You're stressed out, and you're going to complain. You, you, you get home to your wife, maybe, or your husband, and it's been a tough day at work, and maybe your coworkers are really, man, they're making you mad, and it feels great. It feels wonderful, just like I love chips. I love barbecue chips. Big fan. And with Lay's, you can't just eat one, right? And so you sit down at dinner table, and you complain, and you complain about how hard it is, about how tired you are, because you stayed up, and you watched the bills, and they lost, right? And you're so angry, and you complain and complain, and it feels wonderful. And it's sometimes you uh, justify it by calling it venting, and it's just, oh, it feels good to come home and to be be negative because all day you maybe sat in the stress of you have these harsh deadlines or maybe you messed something up and of course it's not your fault but your coworkers' fault and you just sit there and you complain about it or maybe or maybe your kids are driving you nuts like Tom said I was a lot <laughs> I was a lot when I was a kid. A lot of you guys know me, right? So your kids are maybe crazy, and you sit down at the end of the night with your uh, husband or wife, and you complain about it, of it feels good. Eating these donuts, you ever had one of these things? Mmm, delicious. It feels good right out the gates, right? Don't worry. It feels wonderful, and you call, and you're complaining about, man, I just, I feel like I'm a taxi all the time of running my kids all around, or I wish my teenager would stop talking back to me, or my five-year-old, or whatever it is, I wish people would sleep more, or whatever it is, or the classic, speaking of, uh, of sleep, let's do a little liquid, oh, Mountain Dew, yummy, I love Mountain Dew, a good old Mountain Dew, delicious. You come home, this is everyone's favorite. Oh, I'm just so tired. You come into church, how you doing? Tired. Or you go to, you go to work, oh, how are you? Tired. When are we not tired? That's just a problem, I feel like, right? Everyone always just says, oh, I'm just so tired. <laughs> From what? Right? And we, we complain about being tired all the time. And we sit and we complain and complain. Or maybe it's a, a situation, a harsh situation. Ooh, eggnog. A heart situation, shake that up, alcohol-free. A harsh situation that maybe you're in and maybe you're really struggling in your marriage, you're really struggling with with a, a, a brother or a sister, or you're really struggling with how your kids are parenting their kids, or you're really struggling with a piece and you have felt so negative about it. Maybe it is work. Maybe work is really hard and maybe your boss is just really hard on you. And we get caught in this space of consistently, consistently complaining about it. To where maybe it comes home, we come home, and at first, this feels great. We feel like we got it off our chest, but we just keep on keeping on doing it. Thinking to ourselves, man, this is wonderful. Thinking to ourselves that these things are going to make me feel better. 
making ourselves think that, you know, this complaining or I just need to get it out, I just need to talk to someone, which sometimes you do need to talk to someone about it. But often, these things that we think, ooh, which top? That's not that. There's nothing expensive up here. Just move it away from the computer a little. But we think that these things are good for us, right? We think that the complaining and coming home and saying these things and venting is going to be good for our soul and good for us. And all of these things are great. And it... And we end up... Oof. Oh, wait, I forgot. Oh, hot sauce. A little spicy. <laughs> we end up, when we think that all these things are wonderful, and we think that this is going to be nice, that's a lot. And at first, I love all of those ingredients. I like Mountain Dew. I like chips. I like chocolate. I like the donuts. I like hot sauce. I put it on a lot of things that I eat. And at first, you think all those things are wonderful. But just like all of those things, in the long run... That is not good for us. This is not what God is calling us to do. (laughs) That's spicy. Your turn. So. (laughs) Wonderful. Just wonderful. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> One more to Dan. It's not bad. That was horrible. <laughs> Just terrible. Yep, there you go, buddy. Down the hatch. And we think that, that all of these things are good for us when we're complaining like this, but it turns out that it changes us. It turns out that we become so negative in our thoughts, so negative in our ways. The more that we complain, the more that we come home. Do you want your kids to remember that mom or dad, the first thing they do is just come home and complain? Do you want the people around you, your overflowingness is just negativity? Are people seeing Jesus through that? Are people seeing Jesus when you have a situation and maybe everyone at work is complaining about a different boss's decisions or when you're at home and you're complaining about different decisions, your spouse, your brother, your sister, whoever has made your teacher at school, you're swamped with work. When everyone else is complaining, are you overflowing with that same thing and it turning out to be really disgusting? That was spicy. Or, or, Are you overflowing with something that is potentially better? It's interesting. um, I was as I was researching this, and as I was another one, and uh, researching this, and as I was kind of uh, preparing for this sermon, I read a few things about complaining. And I'm a psychology major. I really like that. And so, complaining can literally change the physical aspects of your brain. The more we complain, the more we bring that negativity in, the more we focus on the negative things. Your hippocampus, which is a small piece in your brain, kind of in the back but in the middle, that shrinks. That is your problem solving that carries some of your long-term memories that physically shrinks over time. Or with, uh, I was reading an article, and let me uh, first source this, an article by uh, Tara Pisano 
from the Brisbane Psychology and Counseling Center said on average, in this article that I was reading, on average people complain 15 to 30 times a day, on average. It says within this, uh, this is a quote, it says within the brain, and don't let me lose you on this, within the brain there are a uh, constellation of synaptic clefts between synapses. So basically two neurons and then a bridge creating between them. Your brain really wants to be as efficient as possible. So when you gain information, when you do stuff, when you do different habits, it creates habits in your life. It creates these bridges to where you're automatically going to do stuff. So every time you have a thought, one synapsis sends a chemical signal across a synaptic cleft to another synapsis. Over time, bridges are built for which electric signals can travel. These electric signals carry the relative information you are thinking about with their charge. So the more you complain, the more we come in with this negativeness in life, the more the bridges your brain is making the more you automatically will see the negative in life. The more you go to restaurants and you automatically see the server doing something wrong. The more you go to work, the more in any situation, the more like you complain about the weather, the whatever it is, that's your automatic response. It's your automatic response when you come into church. Someone says, hey, how you doing? Like, ah, the weather. Blech. It's going to snow tomorrow. Blech. Right? Which that is blech. But... That can become our automatic response that our brain is doing. And God didn't call us to a life like that. God didn't call us into complaining about things. I saw Jesus as he was walking in his life. I saw Jesus maybe, not see, but read, correcting people, naming things that are wrong. It's not a bad thing to come home and say, hey, I'm really frustrated with this at work. But after you talk about the situation, you move on. Or how much of a better place in our world would it be if you're frustrated with someone, you tell that person. Even though it's hard, it's hard to do that. It's really hard. And sometimes, extra pulp, yummy. It's like drinking orange juice with a bunch of thread in it. Sometimes, this is less disgusting. I'm just going to put that out there. It's hard. I don't want to drink extra pulp, but it's good for you. It's good for you, but it's hard sometimes to come home and say, you know what? I'm thankful for these aspects of my life. More pulp. Pineapple chunks. I like pineapple for the most part. Will I eat a Reese's before a pineapple? For sure. Sometimes it's easier to say, you know, I, I want to complain, but God doesn't call us to that, right? In all circumstances, he says to give thanks to the Lord. And so when it's hard to say, you know what, sometimes I really want the Reese's in my life to complain about this situation, to just say, you know what, God, thank you for this day. Even though it's snowing out, thank you that I have a warm house to sit in. Even though that I'm in this circumstance with my wife, thank you that I'm just standing here breathing today. Even though I'm, I'm frustrated with my kids, thank you that I have healthy children. Even though I'm frustrated at work, thank you that I have a job to go to. And maybe it's not our first instinct to do that. Or yogurt, some blueberry yogurt. <laughs> Yum. Did you say you? You don't like blueberry yogurt? Oh, you love it. Perfect. Okay, this is for you, Frank. To where sometimes it's harder to where this is not my first pick. My first pick would probably be a Mountain Dew. But you put this in, mmm, delicious. 
And you're thankful for things. I don't know, where, I think this is the right word. We're good here. That might fall in. Is that going to fall in? I don't know. You're thankful for things. And maybe it's not your first choice to be able to do that, but see how it changes your life to where your first instinct... How do I... Oh, I turned it off. I, on Wednesday, I could not figure this one out. To where maybe in the beginning, all of these things you don't really want to do and you don't want to be thankful in these situations and you don't want to give God thanks because you're frustrated or you're feeling burnt out or you're feeling tired. But the more we give God thanks for the situations that we're in, thanking God that thank you, Lord, for growing me through this hardship. Thank you, God, for walking with me through this tribulation. Thank you, God, for for you have already defeated this problem because so often... We focus in on the things that Satan is doing, right? Or maybe our own mistakes. We focus in on the negative, but we do not see what God is doing in our life. We do not see how God is moving through our our life, through maybe a period of waiting. You don't know what you're going to do next with your life. But God is is, is sitting there with you saying, wait with me because I have something for you. And you're thankful in that. Thank you, Lord, that you have something for me. Because God is the same God who died, put our sins to death, defeated Satan, and rose three days later. That is the same God then, that's the same God today. And when you're at work, and your boss is making terrible mistakes, and you're sitting there, and you say, you know what, thank you, Lord, that I have this job. Thank you, Lord, that I can make money to be able to put uh, food on the table. Maybe you're in an in-between spot where you don't have a job. Thank you, Lord, that you're already working in my life to do something amazing. And the nice thing is you come out as a nice-looking smoothie. Smooth. No hot sauce. No hot sauce. That's good. You come out looking way better and way different. And just like these verses of overflowing, it says, overflowing with thankfulness. Hopefully, how is that? Is that better? Much better. It's chewy. It's a little chewy. It was weird. I don't think I blended it long enough. Yeah, let me get, I'll just keep that. You can have that for the rest of the day. Actually, I need it for the second service. Never mind. Um, but at first, these things are, are hard to do. It's hard to mentally choose to be thankful in situations. But man, see what God does in your life. See what God does in your faith because I promise you, the more you're thankful for God, the more you're focusing on what God has for you. The more you're thankful for God, you guys can go sit down. You don't have to stand up here the rest of the time. A round of applause for our volunteers. Sure, yeah. You need to take both? That's nice. That's really nice. Make sure you share that one with Frank. The more that we give God thanks in everyday stuff, We're paying attention to what God's doing, how he's moving in our life. David, a character in the Old Testament, at the moment running from Saul, or Solomon, Saul, Saul, running from, um, and hiding in different caves and different places in the wilderness to not be murdered and killed, writes a lot of different uh, poems of lament, but also saying, you know what, God, you are my refuge. Psalms 23, it says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. 
He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Someone who's being chased and trying to be murdered. Saying, you know what, God? Even though I'm in this darkest valley right now, you have a plan. Even though I'm in this really tough situation, you have a plan. And I don't remember the last time I was in such a hard situation to where someone was trying to murder me, but I'm not sure that would be my first choice. I'd be pretty complainy, probably. <laughs> but my, our, our first choice of giving thanks. I, uh, I feel like every time I do a sermon up here, I um, tell a story about Stephen Aiken. Sorry, Steve. Um, Steve... <laughs> Uh, Steve invited me to go do docs a couple weeks ago, and that is the worst. <laughs> Doing docs is the worst. It was like 40 degrees, maybe, rain, pouring down rain. Uh, it was, he, his quote, this is the heaviest doc that we do. And uh, he was like, hey, you want to come along? And I thought, sure, this will be something. And so I don't have a wetsuit, so I got there in some sweatpants and a hoodie. First thing we did was said, all right, we got to take the, uh, we got to take these, boat lifts out of the water. And I thought to myself, the, bo the boat lifts out there? So like, yeah, let's do it. And so Steve starts running in like a golden retriever and uh, all sorts of positive. He's like, yeah, let's do it, guys. This is fun. This is a great day. It's a beautiful day. And I was like, Steve, it's not. And she's, he's walking out there and then we push and we do whatever with these boat lifts. And uh, it's freezing cold, freezing cold. And then you got to do the whole thing to where you like uh, get the, the dock pieces and you carry them about a football field away and all the spiders are crawling up your arms. Blech. And the whole time, I wanted to sit there and be complaining about it and complain about the coldness and complain about having to do this. And I'm like, why did I agree to this? But Steve, the whole time, it's like, you know what? I'm thankful we can be out here. I'm going to make a little bit of money. This is fine. This is wonderful. And man, what a difference that made. It's just a small situation of giving thanks and being thankful to where the rest of us are complaining a ton but being so positive, and man, that is contagious. That is seeing a little glimpse of Jesus in someone. That is being positive. Or I, how much time do I have left? Perfect. One more story. This wasn't planned, but I'm going to tell it. I have a good friend. His name is Blake. Um, Blake was my, I was an intern under him in Chicago um, at North Park Covenant Church. So he was the youth director and I was his intern. And so he's been at the church for a few years. And so his family said, hey, Blake, could you come and dog sit at our house? And Blake's like, absolutely, I can, for sure. The youth have heard the story about six times. Um, he said, absolutely, I can. And so Blake went to these people's house and they were going on vacation for, for like two or three weeks. And uh, <laughs> he said, Blake, I know you're coming here to, to watch our dog and I'm just going to let you know our dog is really old. And uh, if our dog passes away while you're here, don't be worried. 
you didn't do anything wrong. Our dog is so old. And so, first day, Blake goes to the house. He goes to the house, and he walks in, and the dog is laying on the kitchen floor. And he goes, oh, no. No. He walks in. Dog pokes his head up. It's good. It's fine. The dog is fine. It's all good. Next day, it died. So it died the next day, and... Uh, yeah, not good. That's not good. And Blake, we lived in Chicago. He didn't have a car there. We didn't, we weren't like driving around. We're in college. It was like $300 or $400 a semester just to keep your car on campus. Blech. And so he didn't have a car. Day two into the, the watching of the dogs of two to three weeks, you can't just leave a dog there on the ground. So he calls the owner, tells the owner the bad news, and the owner says, well, you need to get the dog to the vet because that's just, I guess, what you do in Chicago, and they'll take care of it. And uh, Blake goes, how am I going to do that? And they said, well, we have an old suitcase in the back of our closet. So Blake goes and gets the old suitcase, picks up this poor, sweet, sweet dog, Puts this dog in the suitcase, zips it up, and gets on the subway. Gets on the subway. No cars. Suitcase in front of him. That's a tough situation. I'm sure Blake was not very thankful for his life in this situation. I don't know how much money they were paying him, but it wasn't enough. Right? That's tough. That's a situation that maybe he would complain in. And maybe you would say, ah, I don't know how God's working in this. But let me tell you how he was. Blake's sitting there in the subway next to the door, right? And he's, it's like the, the vet is across the city. And so he's got a while on this subway. And this guy, whoo, this guy is sitting kitty corner from him. Looks at Blake, looks at the bag, looks at the door, looks down. Looks at Blake, the bag, the door, down. The next stop, the guy gets up, grabs the bag, sprints out the door, and, and runs, like, robbing Blake. And before the door is closed, Blake's like, wait, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> this guy tried to rob Blake thinking he's traveling somewhere. He might have a nice watch or clothes in there. And then he's going to get home, open the bag, and think, what kind of psychopath did I just rob? Whoa. That was God's plan. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but in a situation to where we're thinking to ourselves, man, what is God doing but giving thanks in all situations? Because we don't know what God's plan is, but we know it's good. And we don't know how God's working in a moment, but we know it's good and we can give thanks. Colossians 2, 6-7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Overflow with thankfulness. Let people in all situations see Jesus in you. If you're just taking docs out with friends, if you're at work, if you're with your family, be thankful in your prayer life. Be thankful in your life. See how God moves in that. Philippians 4, 4 through 7, rejoice, always, or rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. 
The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. As you're continuously praying, my challenge for you this week is to continue to give thanks to God. When you wake up, give thanks, knowing that God is going to do amazing things with your day. When you go to sleep, give thanks for the amazing blessings that he's given you. Giving thanks and and being able to see and pay attention to, man, thank you that you are going to do amazing things in my life, Jesus. Or at the very least, in every situation, thank you, Lord, for saving me from my sins. From saving me from the chains that just kept me down for years. Thank you, Jesus, for changing my life. And see what happens in your faith when you create thankfulness to be a pillar of that faith. See what happens to your family around you. See what happens to your coworkers when everyone's complaining and angry and you are the only one sitting there thankful and joyful. See what happens. So I'm going to uh, invite the worship team back up. Um, at this moment, we, uh, hopefully this isn't blocking anything. This moment, um, we're going we're to worship with one more song. I invite you as, uh, as we're all here to, um, now is our, our time to reflect also on our offering and what we give to God and giving back to God. If this is your first time, we don't ask you to give anything. But as we worship, give thanks to the Lord that he has blessed you in so many different ways. I'm going to be giving thanks as, as through our giving as an act of worship, but giving thanks. So please pray with me. God, I pray that you would give us the strength. Give us the strength to not have our, our, our first reaction to things to be complaining. Give us the strength to wipe the negativity out of our life because you are so good. You are so good, Jesus. God, give us the strength just to be thankful for, for, for what you're doing in our life in all circumstances, in all situations. God, break man, any chains that we've, we've mentally had in our life of, of always being in that mental space of negativity and complaining. God, I pray that in today in Jesus' name that you would break that in people's lives. They would help us to, to focus in on your glory, to be able to praise and love you, Jesus. In your name, amen.